This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of TKA patellofemoral alignment from the recon section on orthobullets.com. As a quick introduction, abnormal patellar tracking is the most common complication of total knee arthroplasty. The most important variable in proper patellar tracking is preservation of a normal cue angle. With respect to an abnormal cue angle, an increase in the cue angle will lead to an increased lateral subluxation force on the patella relative to the trochlear groove. Possible pain, mechanical symptoms, accelerated wear, and even dislocation can occur. Therefore, it is critical to avoid techniques that lead to an increased cue angle. Common errors include internal rotation of the femoral prosthesis, medialization of the femoral component, internal rotation or medialization of the tibial prosthesis, and placing the patellar prosthesis lateral on the patella. As far as relevant anatomy, the Q angle is defined as the angle between the axis of the extensor mechanism, that is ASIS to the center of the patella, and the axis of the patellar tendon, which is the center of the patella to the tibial tuberosity. Moving on to imaging, note that malrotation of components is best diagnosed with a CT scan of the knee. Now let's talk about the femoral prosthesis, tibial prosthesis, and patellar prosthesis in a bit more detail. So starting with the femoral prosthesis, there are three reference axes that one may use. The anteroposterior axis, the transepicondylar axis, and the posterior condylar axis. The anteroposterior axis is defined as a line running from the center of the trochlear groove to the top of the intracondylar notch. A line perpendicular to this defines the neutral rotational axis. The transepicondylar axis is defined as a line running from the medial and lateral epicondyles, and the epicondylar axis is parallel to the cut tibial surface. A posterior femoral cut parallel to the epicondylar axis will create the appropriate rectangular flexion gap. The posterior condylar axis is defined as a line running across the tips of the two posterior condyles. This line is in approximately 3 degrees of internal rotation from the transepicondylar axis, and the femoral prosthesis should be externally rotated 3 degrees from this axis to produce a rectangular flexion gap. If the lateral femoral condyle is hypoplastic, use of the posterior condylar axis may lead to internal rotation of the femoral component. An important warning is that the average posterior condylar twist angle is 3 degrees, but the range is 1 to 10 degrees. Therefore, vary the angle of femoral rotation based on variances in femoral anatomy. Know that internal rotation of the femoral prosthesis will increase the Q angle. By internally rotating the femoral prosthesis, you are effectively bringing the groove and the patella medially. This will increase the Q angle to the tibial tubercle. This will also make the medial compartment tight in flexion with subsequent TKA stiffness. Medialization of the femoral prosthesis will increase the Q angle. A medialized femoral prosthesis will bring the trochlear groove to a more medial position and thus bring the patella medial with it, thus increasing the Q angle. Therefore, you want the femoral component to be slightly lateral, if anything. Moving on to the tibial prosthesis, the preferred rotation of the tibial component is neutral with no internal or external rotation. The best way to obtain this is to have the tibial component centered over the medial third of the tibial tubercle. This may leave a portion of the posterior medial tibia uncovered and some overhang of the prosthesis over the tibia on the posterior lateral tibia. Internal rotation of the tibial prosthesis will increase Q angle. Internal rotation of the tibial component effectively results in a relative external rotation of the tibial tubercle and an increase in the Q angle. Finally, know that medialization of the tibia will also increase the Q angle. Finally, let's talk about the patellar prosthesis. So the preferred position of the patellar prosthesis is to be either centered over the patella or medialized. Medializing the patellar component is one strategy to decrease the Q angle. 
Medializing the patellar component may result in uncoverage of the lateral facet, and in this setting, consider removing it to lessen the risk of lateral facet syndrome. Another alternative is the use of an oval-shaped patella with the apex medialized. Know that lateralization of the patellar prosthesis will increase the Q-angle and increase maltracking. With respect to intraoperative lateral subluxation of the patella, if the patella laterally subluxates intraoperatively during trialing, deflate the tourniquet and recheck before performing a lateral release. As far as indications for resurfacing, absolute indications include inflammatory arthritis, patella maltracking, and patellofemoral arthritis as the main indication for total knee arthroplasty. Options for resurfacing during total knee arthroplasty includes always resurfacing, never resurfacing, and selective resurfacing. So in the setting of never resurfacing, you have the option to perform a patelloplasty, which is excision of marginal osteophytes and reshaping of the patella. As far as patella resurfacing versus non-resurfacing, know that there is less anterior knee pain with resurfacing, less revision rates with resurfacing, there are inferior results with secondary resurfacing, however there are increased complications like fracture, tendon injury, etc. with resurfacing, there are similar patient satisfaction rates between patella resurfacing and non-resurfacing, and finally know that a trochlear design is important or quote-unquote patella-friendly. This means a thinner anterior flange and an anatomic trochlear groove. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic might be tested. First question. A patient is undergoing a total knee arthroplasty for primary knee osteoarthritis. When trialing the implants, the surgeon notices that the patella has excessive lateral tilting with lateral tracking in the trochlea. It is noticed that the tibial tray is centered at the junction of the medial and middle third of the tibial tubercle with 10 degrees external rotation of the component. Which of the following can improve the lateral subluxation seen in this case? And the choices are 1. Medialize the femoral component. 2. Lateralize the tibial component. 3. Lateralize the patellar component. 4. Internally rotate the femoral component. And 5. Internally rotate the tibial component. The correct answer to this question is 2. Lateralize the tibial component. So lateralizing the tibial component on the tibia decreases the Q-angle of the extensor mechanism provided there is sufficient external rotation of the tibial component. This leads to a decrease in the lateral subluxation force of the patella. To quickly review, patellofemoral malalignment following total knee arthroplasty is a relatively rare but potentially devastating complication. Malalignment is typically the result of component malpositioning, which leads to an increased Q-angle that increases the lateral subluxation force on the patella. Ideally, the femoral and tibial components are placed in a more lateral position and slightly externally rotated. When the patella is resurfaced, the button should be placed either center or medially to allow for a lower Q-angle. Russell et al. reviewed the prevention of patellofemoral complications following total knee arthroplasty. They cited studies that reported lower reoperation rates and anterior knee pain in resurfaced patellas, but other studies reported no differences in all outcome measures. They referenced indications for patella resurfacing that included a large patella, patella deformity, severe patellofemoral pain, and a history of multiple knee operations. The authors concluded that meticulous surgical technique and component positioning can avoid patellofemoral complications. Chavon et al. performed a retrospective study of 280 patients undergoing total knee arthroplasty with patella resurfacing. They reported an overall patellofemoral complication rate of 7%, with 13 patients having anterior knee pain, 5 patients with symptomatic patella maltracking, and 1 patient with patella component loosening. 
the authors concluded that the overall complication rate of vitella resurfacing remains low following previous literature, but when complications do occur, can have a severely detrimental impact on patient outcomes. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer one, medialization of the femoral component increases the tibial tubercle trochlear groove distance, which increases the lateral subluxation force placed on the patella. Slight lateralization of the femoral component results in a more stable prosthetic alignment. Answer three, placement of the patella component medial rather than lateral improves patella tracking and decreases the Q angle. Answer four, internal rotation of the femoral component will lead to the trochlear groove being rotated further away from the tibial tubercle and increasing the Q angle. Finally, answer five, internal rotation of the tibial component will lead to the tibial tubercle being displaced laterally, leading to a greater Q angle. Optimal placement of the tibial component places the tibial tray centered between the intersection of the medial and middle thirds of the tibial tubercle. And moving on to the final question, which of the following will decrease the Q angle when performing a total knee arthroplasty? And the choices are one, medialization of the femoral component, two, medialization of the tibial component, three, medialization of the patellar component, four, internal rotation of the femoral component, and five, internal rotation of the tibial component. The correct answer to this question is three, medialization of the patellar component. So an increased Q angle will lead to patellofemoral instability in total knee arthroplasty. Of the answer choices, medialization of the patellar component will decrease the Q angle. The Q angle is the angle of the extensor mechanism at the junction of the patellar tendon and the quadriceps tendon. At higher angles, there is a greater laterally directed force on the patella, which leads to lateral patellar instability. In order to enhance patellar tracking, the femoral and tibial components are best placed slightly lateral and externally rotated. Patellar components are most stable when placed in a central or medialized position, as this allows the patella to track more in line with the tibial tubercle. Lee et al. performed a retrospective study including 65 primary total knee arthroplasty procedures performed by a single surgeon where meticulous attention was given to component positioning. At six years follow-up, there were no revisions or signs of patellar instability in any patient. The authors concluded that proper component positioning can minimize patellofemoral instability following total knee arthroplasty. Mallow et al. performed a review of patellar instability in total knee arthroplasty. Placement of the tibial and femoral components medially and in internal rotation places the trochlear groove medial and causes the patella to track laterally. The authors recommended CT as the ideal study for identifying component malposition with revision arthroplasty as the preferred treatment to address malaligned components. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer one, medialization of the femoral component will place the trochlear groove farther away from the tibial tubercle, leading to a greater Q angle. Slight lateralization of the femoral component results in a more stable prosthetic alignment. Answer two, medialization of the tibial component leads to the tibial tubercle being placed more lateral from the trochlear groove and the patella. This will increase the Q angle and the laterally directed forces. Answer four, internal rotation of the femoral component will lead to the trochlear groove being rotated further away from the tibial tubercle and increase the Q angle. This malpositioning commonly occurs when using a posterior condylar referencing guide with a hypoplastic lateral femoral condyle. Answer five, internal rotation of the tibial component will lead to the tibial tubercle being displaced laterally, leading to a greater Q angle. Optimal placement of the tibial component places the tibial tray centered between the intersection of the medial and middle thirds of the tibial tubercle. That's all for this review about TKA patellofemoral alignment.
Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow OrthoBullets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the OrthoBullets podcast.